chapter 5, in which we encounter a mermaid. I awoke with a shiver. Opening my eyes, I was astonished to see that I could, well, see. I could see I was in a huge cave, comfortably 100 times the size of our small home that we had left far behind us. Hundreds of stalactites hung threateningly from the roof of the cave. They were so numerous that they hid the roof entirely. They looked like a huge upside-down hedgehog, and a flickering blue light made them look as though they were swaying ominously, waiting to fall on those foolish enough to rest in their cave. Looking around nervously, I saw Mother sleeping peacefully, not four yards from me. I saw her hands clutching at the gold chain that she usually wore around her neck. She must have taken it off during the night. I wondered why she'd done that, to comfort her perhaps. I didn't know how a chain could provide comfort, but I hoped it provided her with some degree of solace. I wanted to wake her, but as I looked at her I saw how pale she'd become, how dark the rings around her eyes had become, how frail she had become. Looking around, I noticed that we'd stopped right on the edge of an ominous cliff. Falling to my belly, I crawled to the edge and looked over. It seemed to fall into an endless oblivion. With a gulp, I edged myself backwards towards Mother. I looked around. High above, I could see a hole in one of the walls of the cave. Had Mother climbed all the way down from there, carrying me? How on earth had she done that without falling? She shivered then, and I looked at her guiltily. I was causing such pain. What could I do? Keen not to dwell on her suffering, I ventured off over the strangely smooth floor of the cave. It was covered in hundreds of small, shallow puddles. Puddles of strange silvery liquid. I walked around, dodging between the myriad of mysterious puddles. Suddenly I heard a splash. I looked around, desperately trying to spot where it had come from. Then another splash. Closer this time. I whirled around, eyes flicking this way and that. Then I heard a voice. You, watch where you're going. It was a strange voice. It had a strength and depth to it that reminded me of Father Lighter but it was so quiet that I had to strain my ears just to hear it. I still couldn't see where the voice was coming from. This is ridiculous, I sighed. An eternity spent in the impenetrable darkness of the mind, and now there is light, the voices are invisible. I am not invisible, snapped the voice, quite clearly offended. I'm here, next to your feet. I looked down. I could see nothing. I crouched, and to my surprise I saw a small figure. It couldn't have been bigger than my thumb, but it was there, swimming in one of the silver puddles. Who are you? I whispered, suddenly aware that my voice must seem incredibly loud to such a small little creature. My name is Havru, explained the creature. She made another splash in the tiny puddle, and as she did so, I realised in place of legs, she had a jet black fishtail. Are you a mermaid? I gasped. Aren't you the observant one? She replied, her deep voice laced with sarcasm. But you're so small. And polite as well, sneered Hafru. Sorry, I apologised. I hadn't meant to upset her. I just thought, you know, mermaids are meant to be at least as big as an elf. We are normally, Hafru said with a sigh. But you see, I was trapped in this cave years ago. How were you trapped? I asked quickly. Two sorcerers fought here, Havfrey replied bitterly. Years and years ago, one of them summoned the water of the lake, and, well, 
with the water of the lake I was summoned too. Then, when the tall sorcerer had defeated the short one, the water just disappeared, so I was stuck. Naturally, the mighty sorcerers didn't care about the fate of one little mermaid. I still didn't understand. Havfru must have seen the confusion on my face as she continued. We shrink to the size of the water we're in. So, when I found myself in this puddle, she gestured contemptuously around her with a flick of her arms, I found myself smaller than a goldfish. That makes two of us away from where we're supposed to be, I said sadly. Two? she said in surprise. You dwarves live under mountains. This must practically be your home. Dwarves? I couldn't help laughing. I'm no dwarf, I'm a goblin. Oh, I'm ever so sorry, she said rather dreamily, not sounding remotely apologetic. You all look so similar to me. I frowned at that, but didn't say anything as she continued to talk. So, if you're not a dwarf, where have you come from, goblin? I come from the town of Ruro, I said sadly, and three goblin elders I didn't know came to us. They said we had to get to a place called Navarsen, but I've never heard of Navarsen. And we, we, I found I was talking in a burst, barely stopping for breath, desperate to get the misery out of my chest and into the world. We lost them, so now it's just mother and me trying to get to this place called Navarsen to find my father. But we're stuck here. I don't know how we'll ever get out, let alone get all the way to Navarsen. Navarsen? Have we been swimming lazy circles in the pool all the while that I spoke? Now, sensing that I'd finished, she swam close to the edge of the puddle, leaning out of the silvery liquid that clung to her as she spoke in a slow, low whisper. Navarsen is a river town in the forests of Akchung. It sits on one of the ancient char springs. Powerful magic lives there, leaking all the while into the river Schwer. I would never venture there lightly. Havfru's face had become very severe as she spoke, and I suddenly felt as though I were the figure that was the size of a thumb, and she was the more powerful of the two of us. Well, you needn't fear, I said sadly. I don't expect Mother and I will ever get out of these mines. Havfru seemed surprised at this. But you're practically out already. My heart lifted. I could barely conceal my excitement and relief. This cave used to be an underground lake. You see that ledge over there? Below that is an underwater passage out into the great lake. Hop over and you can swim right out. And as quickly and dramatically as my heart had soared, now it plummeted. We can't swim, I mumbled. Havfru's eyes twinkled hopefully at that. But I can, she smiled. You could carry me to the cliff edge, drop me over, and I'll guide you through the waterway. Her eyes twinkled more hopefully still. I give you my word.